It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to another edition of Ball Don't Lie. We like to call it a freak flag. Feel good. Fake it till you make it. Ric Flair. Woo! Football 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Yes, it is Friday. We do have a job and we do have something to do. We got to break down the Super Bowl for you. We'll get into that coming up here momentarily. The Texans made a hire on their coaching staff. Made a couple of hires, actually. We'll get into that coming up next segment as well. We got the flex at 345. Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12 early. We'll continue that celebration among the Longhorn Nation. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres. He had to chase his dream and the cheese. Pippen ain't easy, but for him it's a breeze. And Gene Watson said he's one of the greatest athletes that's ever graced Central Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Hardball Hart. What's going on, brother? Man, I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing over here. I'm trying to get it all ready. I'm confused. I'm trying <laughs> so to I get... guess not. You, yeah. you, you, you ain't showing that great athleticism. I'm not I just showing that athleticism <laughs> at all right now. But I do know how to adapt. I make it work, baby. That's what we have to do. Let me tell you about my man that sits across from me every single day. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Famer Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments, but he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rob Babels. I appreciate the intro as always. That's not to waste any time. Introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest working members of the AR and family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We do know that he's underpaid. Patrick Davis. How you doing, Patrick? 
I'm doing good, doing good. I'm like I'm in Q Harge. It's been it's been a long day already today. <laughs> got to get in the flow. Yeah, got to change find that flow. Got to change my flow. Uh, yeah, your heart was struggling. Uh, here. You know, usually we got a little you know a little clean up session right before we transition from show to show. And uh, heart, he just he just got it. Just in got everything in the nick of time. Done. Uh, took him a little while, but hey, it's Friday, man. All that matters is you get That's through right. it. It is That's a right. Friday, and uh, coming up on Super Bowl weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Love so it. we're gonna be breaking down the Super Bowl. Uh, most of the show. We'll do it here in the 3 o'clock. Uh, Rods around the day. Devoted to Super Bowl breakdown. Top of the 5 o'clock. We got Super Bowl breakdown. We'll give you our predictions. I don't think we've done that officially. We have not. So that's going to happen. I'm going to wait until the end of the show because I'll tell you guys, I don't know. I haven't made. I haven't really made my mind up yet. And you still could change your mind after the show. You yes, know what I'm saying? I'm in hard to show. You, yeah. hey, you, 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 are, you, you are perfectly, it's perfectly acceptable. Yes. All right, and you're within your right as a sports fan to change your damn mind when you got new information. Exactly. And we're going to provide you with a lot of new information today, so That's you right. might change up your pick before the weekend gets here. But officially, I've not made my pick. I do not know. I've been leaning, and I've mm-hmm. leaned both ways, by yeah. the way. This, yeah, this week. You've been on a seesaw. Yeah, what? You know what I'm saying? You've been just going up, going yeah, yeah. down, going yeah. up, trying yeah. to figure it out yeah. which way you want to go. I've leaned both cool. ways. I yeah. haven't have been leaned back yet. Don't yeah. lean back. You ain't do the rockaway yet? You ain't do the rockaway. But, yeah, I've went back and forth. I do think it's an evenly matched game, and I think uh, we're all hoping for a really competitive matchup, yep. probably except for Eagles fans or Kansas City fans on either side. Uh, but I want to see a really good matchup. So we'll talk about it and break it down. You can always be a part of the show. You're the most important part of the Pulse, 512. Two three three seven three seven seven six. You also can hit us up via Twitter. Hardball Hards. He's at Hardball Hards in the Twitterverse. Patrick Davis said it's Patrick Davis, and I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. All right, Hards. What part of the matchup early on has you most intrigued? Well, it's, it's both defenses. Both okay. defenses. Let's start with the have, defenses. Yeah, let's, let's start, start with the, the defenses. Let's yeah, start with the D. Yeah, it's been, you know, every time we you were talking about it yesterday and we were going back and forth and you were highlighting all the players and what they were doing and how they've been a part of the success and the failures of this team. And then you go back and you look at the other side and you're like, man, they got some ballers over there too. You know, like we were talking about, it's mm-hmm. so evenly matched when you look at team per team. They have the same exact record. They, have, they scored the exact same amount of points. They got the exact same amount of pro bowlers or or all pros on there. And it just you just look at both of these teams and say, what is going to be the key mm. to the victory? Yeah. And it, I, the one thing that I keep coming back to and I'm going to continue to believe in, and, and it's just the old adage in football, don't turn the ball over. That's big. If you don't turn the ball over, you give yourself the best chance of winning the ball game. And neither one of these teams right. turn the ball over. I that mean, they much. both take That's care right. of the ball really, really well. So you're right, that could be the determining factor. And you look at football most of the time, you look at that turnover margin, that'll tell you who's going to win the game. For sure. And But getting back to your point about the defenses, because I think, you know, starting with Kansas City, their defense is such a a strange sample mm-hmm. this season because, first of all, they started with a bunch of rookies. They've got five rookies on that defense in heavy rotation, mm-hmm. or as, at this point, they're starting. Um, and they got basically a bunch of young DBs, and we've talked about these young DBs, and I've been looking at the, the four uh, they got four rookies that are in the secondary that are getting crucial time. 
mm-hmm. uh, that are actually getting a lot of uh, crucial reps, and they they're playing better now at this point in the season. Uh, but they weren't playing that great early on in the season, but now they're playing really, really well. And you know those because you're no longer a rookie now. Yeah, you're right at this stage. Yeah. Uh, so that's why Kansas City is interesting because they're playing much better now. Those young guys mm-hmm. uh, in the secondary, and they have one on the defensive line too. By the way, Carl Loftus, he's on the defensive uh, front, and that's big. Forty nine pressures, and that's big because Kansas yep. City, you know, I mean, at least Kansas City's defense lately, man, they've been doing a really good job of pressuring the opposing quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a number, which is shows you how they're trending in the right direction. Kansas City's pressure rate in the playoffs. Nearly 42%, 41.9% in the playoffs. It was 33% in the regular season, 13th. By the way, Dallas led the NFL at 40.8%. So their pressure rate now, Kansas City's defense, would be higher than the top pressure rate defense in the NFL this past season. Right. And that's led by Chris Jones, of course, who's got 16 pressures. He's got the most snaps versus double teams. Double teams can't stop him. Cincinnati double teamed him 82% of the snaps, and he still had multiple sacks. He's been just a monster on the defensive front. So that's a big part of it, too. They're getting a lot more pressure helping out those young DBs on the back end. Yeah, that's, that's the main thing because we talked about this yesterday. If you can get pressure on a quarterback, that helps your defensive backs. That that is the one thing that is the most consistent. Putting pressure on a quarterback helps a young defensive backfield. And if you can get there and disrupt the timing of it all, where they're not throwing uh, go routes on three step drops, and they're mm-hmm. getting they have to go back five, and your guys can sit there and cover it, that's important. But if you don't, and you give them time to execute this kind of thing it's going to be a problem in the Super Bowl or any game uh, at any point in the season. I'm looking at it the exact same way. And another name that we didn't bring up, I know we talk a lot about Chris Jones, mm-hmm. Frank Clark. You're right. Frank Clark getting to the quarterback, right. that is the name of the game for him. And him being on that defensive end, that is why even with the double teams, if you're going to double team uh, Chris Jones, you better have somebody chipping uh, Frank Frank Clark because he is going to get to the quarterback as well. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right, but it's a great point. And yeah, so that pressure rate it ain't just Chris Jones. Right. He's the, he's the war daddy in the focal point, but they got some other guys up there that are playing really well. And you know, I, I was a young DB. I remember starting as a sophomore at Texas, and I had a, a good year for a sophomore. But man, I didn't have to cover for long on right. the defensive front when you had guys on that D line like Casey Hampton and Sean Rogers. Yeah, they bring in the house. <laughs> Said Woodard. Yeah. Hey, I was a young DB. I was feeling pretty good about things. So you're definitely right about that, Harge. Uh, and getting back to so let's talk about the Kansas City defensive backs because this mm-hmm. is, I mean, they're rookies. You got four rookie DBs. Safety Brian Cook, he had 387 snaps this season. Cornerbacks Josh Williams, 499 snaps. Jalen Watson, 719 snaps. Trent McDuffie, 809 snaps. I mean, yep. these are rookies. They're playing a lot of football for them and playing even more because Kansas City loves to play dime defense. Yes, they do. Uh, they play dime defense in the last five games. They played dime defense 30% or more. In four of the last five games, their average in the NFL, sorry, average in the NFL regular season was 19%. Dime defense is six DBs on the field. So when they play six DBs on the field, they're going to put all those rookies on the field. There's going to be a ton of rookies out there. And that could end up being something that, you know, that that A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, the, arguably the best wide receiving duo in the NFL, could take advantage of. Um, so that's something that, to look at. But here's a little stat I found just doing some deep dive rabbit holing. 
So Kansas City loves press coverage. Mm-hmm. They play more press coverage than almost any team in the league. They're at 43% press coverage rate on the outside. That is second most in the NFL this year. But if you go look at it, that's the, the seventh season that they've been in the top five in press coverage rate. It's something organizationally they love to do. Yep. Um, and they, they they draft guys who can do that, who can play press man. Spags, even more. Spags, he's been top two in press coverage rate in his four seasons there. Right. So they want to play press coverage. A.J. Brown may be the best wide receiver in the league versus press coverage. He has the most, his second most receiving yards versus press coverage, 742, six touchdowns. His yards per route run, best in the NFL versus press coverage at 3.54. Strangely enough, Devontae Smith, not very right, uh, not very effective versus press coverage. Only 352 uh, yards receiving. That's 23rd in the NFL. 1.57 yards per route run. That's 36th in the NFL. So they may be able to take Devontae Smith away on the outside with press coverage, but they better make sure they got a plan for A.J. Brown because right. A.J. Brown can defeat it with the quickness and with regularity. And I'll also throw out there that I bet Jalen – Hurts knows this probably better than us because <laughs> he's throwing to those guys, and he probably already has his pre-snap mind made up yep. that when they're playing press, I ain't looking at Devontae very often. I'm well, looking at AJ. He's my guy. He wins more often. I was just about to say the reason why Devontae can't get off the line is because he's so thin at the line of scrimmage. That's why they feel like if they can put their hands on him, they can move him around. But when you when you bring up AJ Brown, he's quick off the line, but he's also physical. So you have to make sure that you have. I think. I don't, do you double coverage him? Do you try to put a double on him? Because um, don't forget, Goddard is back as well at the is. tight end position. He's not Travis Kelsey, but he is esque. He's Travis Kelsey esque. And when he came back, that's when the offense got better because they were missing him at a, for parts of the season. He's a really good tight end, so that's why I ask: How can you take away? Um, you can jam Devontae Smith at the line, but AJ Brown can get off either way. Do you try to pre- move or float your defense to his side to try to take that away? Situationally. Yeah. Depends okay. on the situation. Third down, yep. crucial down, stuff like that you want to take away. I go there, but you're right about Goddard, man. I mean, he's a threat, too. That's the point about this. you got to pick your poison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not going to be right all the time. They're going to get you. That's why they're here in the, uh, playing in the, in the Super Bowl. Uh, but I, another thing to keep, keep in mind, that Kansas City, this is going to be the chess match between – you know, Spags and uh, the Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator for the Eagles, and even on the flip side, Andy Reid yep. and, and Eric Bieniemy versus uh, Gannon on the other side. So Kansas City plays a lot of two high deep safeties, two deep safeties, more than any other team in the league. Um, what they call middle of the field open, which means your two safeties are split and the middle of the field is open, uh, too high. They played more than any other team in the NFL, 329 snaps. That may not work against the Philadelphia Eagles, who have so such a robust running game. Mm-hmm. So many different threats in the running game. Yeah, especially with the RPO-based, essentially quadruple, quintuple uh, option <laughs> yeah, offense exactly. they run. So I do wonder if Kansas City's. What I always talk about the secrets of winning these big games is really about breaking tendency. You have to. Yeah, you got to break tendency mm-hmm. every time. There's so much sample size, so much film on you. They know, they know your tendencies. They know your strengths. They know your weaknesses. They do, and you can't deviate too much mm-hmm. from what you do well. That's what's got you. You got to dance with what brung you, as the late great DKR would say. But you do. You, you got to know when to break tendency at the right time. Yeah. 
I that's think that's what wins, very important. That's what wins you games because then they go, well, we didn't prepare for that. You damn right, you didn't prepare for that. Right. I knew you. I knew you would prepare so well for our tendencies and weaknesses that I threw in a little tendency <laughs> breaker just because I knew oh they're gonna they're gonna be lined up perfectly to stop this play on this down this situation this formation. Let's get them right. And you got no one to do it. I agree with that. That's, that's the chess match. Yeah, but I I I, I couldn't yeah. agree with you more about breaking tendency. Yeah. That's something that we've talked about numerous times for different teams. Because when you go out with the same repertoire every single week and you do this on second and three and you do this on third and five, we know exactly where we can take what we need to take away from you. But what do you do? You change the way you go on third and five and second and three or whatever it may be. You have to change the tendencies because you may run a lot of motion during this game because that's something that you never did before. Teams got to adjust to that. If they're not used to seeing you run a bunch of motions in different sets, that will you will see a bunch of timeouts call because this is the game where you can't take them with you. You have to stay dialed in with it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that by breaking tendencies. Uh, all right, let's jump to the Eagles' defense, which is the better defense. There's no question about it. I mean, that, that defense is – it really has so many different elite levels to it. The defensive line is elite. Their corners are uh, elite. And, you know, you go look at their pass defense, their – Pass rush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there's really not a lot of weaknesses uh, with this defense at all. If if the Eagles end up playing a lot of man coverage, which I think they could end up doing, I think they could end up playing man coverage versus these Kansas City wide receivers because Kansas City's wide receivers don't really threaten anybody. And um, that's why Kansas City have opposing defenses against Kansas City have played the third most man coverage snaps in the NFL because nobody fears their wide receivers. Right. Nobody's scared of the Kansas City wide receivers. Everybody assumes, oh, you know what? My guys can match up well with their guys. And most of the time they're right because it's just nothing against Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling and, you know, though. Miko Hardman, they're really good players. Right. Um, but they don't demand gravity and don't demand a double team. Uh, like a number one wide receiver or like the two wide receivers from Philadelphia. Right. So if they play a lot of man coverage, it'll be James Bradbury on the outside, Darius Slade. That's what I assume they're going to end up doing. There there are no two better corners in the NFL that can match up on the outside. Uh, James Bradbury is having a career year. I mean, he's only allowed uh, two touchdowns this year. Got four interceptions, 12 PBUs, 51 passer rating allowed. He's a he's a, just a monster. And then Darius Slade is all pro um, and – He's been targeted, I think, 80 times and only allowed, um, what, 44 receptions, but he got three interceptions, 76 passer rating allowed. They can lock up on the outside, and I, you know, I, I, I don't know how often they'll be tested. They can be beaten. I'm not saying that they're locked down, not Sauce Gardner out there or anything, but um, <laughs> they, are, they are one of the best duos out there, and I think they'll win more often times than not against Kansas City receivers, which leaves the guys in the slot and the guy and Kelsey. Right, you got to figure out an answer for Kelsey and the guys in the slot, and he'll rotate different players into those slot positions too. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, every time I look at how this game is going to play out, and I love the way that you're presenting this because here we go again, Rod. You got me over here thinking. You got me over here thinking too much about how I want to place this wager that I keep thinking about, and it could go either way. It could go either way, right? I'm telling you right now, it could go either way. 
And that, that's the frustrating part, but it's but it's also the part that we've been begging for, right? This is why these are the two best teams headed down because they have so many options that they can work with. They have so many different schemes that they can play with. I'm over here, as you're talking to me, I'm looking at what you're saying, and I'm like, yeah, because that's what Vegas is looking at as well. Mm-hmm. Vegas is looking at – that's why this number has not changed from the day it came out. It's one and a half. It still hasn't moved. It's one and a half for Philly now? For Philly. Yeah. It's just sitting there. Even with all the money that is going back and forth, and maybe that means you, that ooh. Philly is saying everybody's thinking that Philly's going to hit that number. I got. I think I got a stat about that number. I, I, I did some research about that number. Damn it. I, I'll find it. And it's begging you for it, right? I, it's like, you're, yeah, it it, it's, like it, it's teasing you because this game is plus one or one and a half. And you're going to go, wow, oh, Kansas City, I believe in their, what, these defenses and the way that they can move and the offense. Oh, Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback. But look at yeah. that Philly rushing game and what they do, right? Like, So how can we sit here and look at each other and say, ah, you, want, you want me to I get I want a definitive answer. I'm going to give you a betting number. All right, come about, on. This is, this is bad. I just give you stats. You make up your mind on your own. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. I'll yeah. give my, what my prediction is, but you, you make up your own damn mind. Don't forget about that second quarter that he's been telling us about all year. The second, they are, <laughs> they're the greatest second quarter team in NFL history. Yes. Yeah. They are. But, but they let you know a lot, though, if, you know, if basically Kansas City can withstand that second quarter. Yeah, exactly. Because that's why they usually deliver a knockout blow, which is why they're, they, they don't even know how to play fourth quarter games. They played some, but if this game becomes a fourth quarter game where it's tight in the fourth quarter, I think it might favor Kansas City. I, agree, I would agree with you on that. Because Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have been in clutch situations like that. I agree with you. You know what I mean? In playoff situations. And not that Jalen Hurts can't handle that and hasn't been in big games, but I think that would favor – Kansas City. Now, if Jalen Hurts and Philadelphia go into the fourth quarter with a lead, uh, maybe just a one-score lead or a touchdown lead, that's I think that favors Philadelphia because that's they're used to playing with a lead. Right. But then Kansas City, they're the best team in the NFL coming from behind. They they're the best winning offense, time, right? The best offense in the NFL when they're when they're playing from a deficit, right? So they they like oh no, but guess what we do? That, that's what I, I'm here for. It's it, it could go either way. It really could. Okay, here's another, here's All right, give me that stat because I'm about to write it down. So the Eagles went from being a one and a half point dog, underdog, to being a one and a half point favorite okay. versus the Chiefs. There have been 18 times in Super Bowl history where the line has moved one and a half points or more. Okay. This is one of those times. The team that saw the line move in their direction, in their favor, Went 16 and 2 straight up, 14 and 4 against the spread. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There you go. I don't. I, I'm just telling. I have to do the research. And All right. You guys so I guess that knows what I need to do, right? Yeah, I'm making my mind on your own. I haven't made up my mind either. I had that. I had that stat for three days. Oh my goodness! I haven't made up my mind at all because I got other stats that would blow that one up. Just I uh. got stats on top of stats, but that one is one for the betters out there. 
Uh, I'm not for the degenerate gamblers. I'm not a degenerate uh, no. gambler. I'm a degenerate just for other things, but not gambling. Um, but I, I don't uh, judge y'all. Lee. Ain't that a number? Ain't that, that a hell that, of a number? Yeah, that is a hell of a That's number. That's a hell and of a number, it makes me man. even more nervous when I sit here oh. and talk to you about it. I'm going to make y'all real nervous. I got some other ones. <laughs> y'all. I'm make everybody. And no matter what side you're on, my job today is to make you nervous about your pick. I can well, make you nervous about your pick. I did my job today. Well, I'm looking at it right now, and I'm, I'm sitting here looking at this number, and it seems to me 16-2 and two and 14-4, and four, the number is pretty easy to go by. Hey, I gave you the numbers, man. You make up your own mind. Golly, the yeah. googly muggly. Yeah. <laughs> no, that one, that one is that one does slap you in the face. Yeah, it does. Some numbers glaring. Yeah, some numbers kind of whisper to you, and some just slap you in the face. Oh my goodness! And uh, that one kind of slap you in the face. Oh. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, uh. that that one did. Um, but like I said, that bunch of these, man, bunch of them. Uh, okay, uh, real quick, we'll be talking about the Eagles' defense. Let's finish up that conversation because the defense deserves a lot of our it's a lot of our air time. Okay, yeah. How about this about the Eagles' defense? So the Eagles have a the Eagles are sacking opposing quarterbacks sack rate of eleven point five percent, the highest mark of any defense since at least two thousand. The difference in sack rate between the Eagles. And the Patriots at number two in sack rate this year was the same as the difference between the Patriots at number two and the Bengals at number twenty nine. Wow, that's how good that pass rush is. Oh my gosh! And y'all know how pass rush. When was the last time a great pass rush exactly. did win the Super Bowl? Right. Like every time we see a right. great pass rush go to they Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. They win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and a perfect example was what we saw uh, with Tampa. <laughs> Tampa had a great pass rush and a great defense that year, and Patrick Mahomes' offensive line was terrible, yep. and he never had an opportunity to get loose. Yep. And what you gave the numbers yesterday doing. about how bad he's been in these situations, and that's because of and number one, they had they kept they played the safeties back. But the other reason was he he kept trying to look for that big play and that that defensive line was getting pressure on the quarterback. Oh my gosh! So now, as of right now, I would have to say I'm leaning Philly <laughs> at the hey. beginning of the show. No, you I know guess, what I'm saying? Yeah, no Philly. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Like I said, it's there are two ways to win a Super Bowl. We all there are two ways most of the time to win a Super Bowl. I'm sure there are exceptions to the rule. You have an elite quarterback or elite pass rush. That's it. Right. That's it. There's only two ways to do it, which is why you know my man Shano always just drafts D linemen. He knows that because he, he, he usually operates without an elite quarterback. So he's like, well, if I don't have an elite quarterback, the only way to win the Super Bowl is yeah, elite pass. I got to have great defense. So you got to invest yeah. it. You, you yeah. invest heavily in one or the other. Um, and the Eagles, do they have an elite quarterback? I don't uh, think Jalen Hurts is elite. He's no. damn good, not elite. What do they have? Elite pass rush. And that's keys <laughs> to victory. And honestly, right now, Kansas City might have both. Yep. I told they you their 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 pressure rate is higher than anybody's pressure rate all season long, including the Cowboys. Yep, and they got the best quarterback in the NFL. There you go. So I mean, yeah, I can lean Philly, but I mean, yeah, is, I mean, you're gonna give me a stat a little bit later that's gonna make me say, man, I sure, sure am feeling good about Kansas City right about now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that's my job. My job is to make y'all to make y'all waffle. Yeah, to make well, y'all go back and forth. And I've been known to do so. Oh no, no hey, I'm doing it too. Yeah, I, I've been known said, to I'm, do so. This this matchup is man, it really it's got me got me all titillated. Yeah, I'm feeling real good about it. Uh, do y'all have y'all made y'all uh, food choices for the Super Bowl yet, or what y'all eat? Are y'all going to a party? No. No, yeah, I'm, your boy is I'm, not, I'm not doing, doing that. It. Some people yeah. have. Are you going to party? Yeah, yeah. See, so you're party. You're single. Well, he's, he's single no, though. No. Yeah. He's single. He's got to get around some. Plus, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna be a bad game. We all can agree. Whenever it looks this good, it's gonna be bad, right? Oh, don't say Come on. that. <laughs> 
You know what that ha- you know when that happened? Seattle and Denver. That's what I'm saying. Every time oh. I feel like it's gonna be good, it makes me feel like it's gonna be so bad. I'm trying to reverse jinx head. it. I'm trying yeah. to reverse jinx it. Okay. Please don't happen, man. And please don't. That yeah, was, please don't do that. Uh, I'm trying you, to reverse right, jinx it. We're bragging a lot about it, but you're right. That's usually how it goes down. That that yeah. is the way it goes down. Damn you, Patrick. Damn <laughs> you. I'm trying to reverse jinx it. You don't you know? wish did that you, on us, Ricky Bobby? Yeah, yeah he did. Uh-huh. Yeah, he he's did. going to see some ladies. Yeah. yeah. He said it's he party he's time. He think he's slick. Got to work early he's on Saturday. He's going to a Super Bowl party, yeah. <laughs> Got to go to work party. early Getting on Saturday. Hey, hey, you're, you're giving me way too much credit. I woke up this morning and was like, I don't like my hair, and I just cut it off. Uh, <laughs> that was like what happened. So I just didn't like it this morning, and uh, I cut it off. I would say subconsciously, you know, you're about to be around yeah, some yeah. Oh, potential yeah. single ladies. Oh, yeah. And you're like, hey. Because Super Bowl parties, I guess, are a great place to meet. Chicks, because ladies come. Ladies want to go to Super Bowl parties. Yes, they do. On Super Bowl Sunday, ladies like to go to parties. Yeah, because guys are like, I just want to go somewhere and make sure I'm watching the game. Watch the and game. Some guys are. If you're single, you got to go to a party. I feel yes. like when I was single, I was like, man, I got to go to a Super Bowl party. I would I would be going and to I, that party with you. Patrick. Yeah. Now that I got a woman, I'm like, no, yeah. I'm at the crib. I'm good. I'm Ain't chilling. nobody at our crib. No, nope, just me and her. Yep. You know, I like to watch football. Like I watch porn. Yeah, there it just is. Just me. In the, the game. In the darkness. In the darkness. <laughs> Me in the shadows. Yeah. And the missus is invited. Exactly. Hey, we, we put up I put up a video uh on the YouTube uh in the, the Horn YouTube page talking about some party tips oh. for everybody. But I'll tell you the most important one is you have to have multiple TV setups. There's so two. the party I'm going to, they have the living room, they'll have another one, and then they have the backyard. In the backyard, it's a big backyard. You set a projector in the backyard. Ooh. And then you can kind of roam around and get away from people if you want or get near like so there's places I know at this party where I can kind of go and it's like, oh, if people are talking too much, I just go over here and watch the game. That is a great and then come tip. Back up. That's but a yeah, great tip. Multiple TVs. It's super important for Super Bowls and big games because there's always going to be somebody there who is really annoying that you're just like, oh, this guy just won't, won't shut up about whatever his theory is. About uh, man, you know Jalen Hurts, he can't even throw a football. <laughs> yeah. Can't even throw a football. Yeah. Why do you, why do they let him in the league? And you're like, dude, yeah. I don't want to be in the in like if it's one TV, that's the whole game. That is the or whole, the game. There's like it's rigged. They already chose the winner. Yeah. They already know why we're watching. They already chose it. Yeah. And so it. you walk to the other TV, and then you're like, oh, now I'm with people I enjoy, and I'm having a good time. That's a great tip. Multiple TV set. One of the most important party tips. Yeah, I That's agree with great, you with the multiple TV point. sets. But here's the drawback of having multiple Uh-oh. TVs. Uh-oh. One is always faster than it the is, other. It is now in today's. Uh, it is always faster so than the other. So you because somebody will yeah! start screaming and you're like, no. Now, uh, now this point. is more fixable in today's age because you just need one with a pause button and you link them up. So I'll normally link them up before the game. Oh, uh, you right. So like you'll put yeah, you just one pause, pause one, and you yeah. hit it, and then you're back on. Okay. So there That's was fair. a period when there wasn't pausing as well, where that got really hard, and you did have back and forth. But, yeah, now you can kind of get it to wow. – trust me, I've, done, I've been doing this hey. – I started doing this at Super Bowl parties in, like, 05. Because he's been single the whole time, yeah. so he's just like, hey, man, you got to go to a lot of Super Bowl parties. I feel yeah, like. but, like, yeah. 05, I set up a projector in the backyard, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is the only way to do this. Your your, your multiple TV uh, suggestion yeah. is the way to go. I'm if telling you, you. If you ain't got that at your Super Bowl party, then you're doing it wrong. You're doing it right. I agree. Because yep. that's what the most annoying thing about a Super Bowl party is that there are annoying people in the room. <laughs> exactly. And they're, they're not being annoying. Especially on, in your one room. Yeah, but they're not being annoying on purpose. They're just at a party. It's yeah. a party. We're actually the annoying people because we want to watch yeah. a football yep. game during a party. That's that's the annoying part. So we're all annoyed with each other. So you're totally right. Exactly. You need multiple TVs for the people who want to focus on football. Yeah. Walk people away. Have a party. And if you want to yeah. just walk away for a minute, go out and then like you get a backyard so you can you put a fire out there if you want. It's no, nice. Change yeah. the temperature. Change the scenery. It's you're just right. nice. It's it's an important rule. If you don't know that one, trust me.
I'll okay. just It'll kick change out. your party experience. Man, that's uh, there you go. Patrick's now giving Super Bowl party tips. I like hey, it. Y'all told me the YouTube if y'all got some. Uh, yeah. I like that. All right, so uh, 512-337-3776. Super Bowl party tips or like suggestions um, or even just random anecdotes. We don't give a damn. Just yeah. give it to us. Spec sex line. All right, we come back. Texans made a hire at defensive coordinator. Also, a couple other hires uh, in the administrative uh, office or administrative level, I should say. And also, they are considering... The reports are they're considering Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> yeah, that's the last that I wanted right there. There you go. <laughs> we'll come back right here on Ball Don't Lie. What about the horn? Right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when we play jams from local bands and artists. Very talented human beings that you can catch live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Dave Scher. He is playing tonight at Saxon Pub. Uh, all right. There you go. My man Patrick always hooking you up with some uh, great places to get to uh, catch some uh, great live music for 512 Friday. And you can go to hornfm.com. If you missed any of those suggestions, uh, you can catch up with them uh, at uh, hornfm.com. All right. Let's get into the Texans and the latest breaking news with the Texans. They did hire a defensive coordinator. Uh, Matt Burke is his name. He has been, he most recently was with the Cardinals, but he's been in the NFL a long time, probably 20 years maybe total in the league, mm-hmm. and been with a lot of different organizations. So he is a seasoned vet. And it, we don't know, that has not been decided whether he's calling plays or not. Um, so they're not reporting whether he's going to end up as the play caller on defense. Um, right now, that still could be D'Amico Ryans, or he still could end up being the guy that's calling the plays. Um, but Matt Burke is the defensive coordinator. I have less worry about who D'Amico Ryan hires as a defensive coordinator uh, than I do about who he hires as the offensive Facts. coordinator. So, I mean, it's underwhelming. It's not a sexy <laughs> hire, but it's probably the most common sense hire for him. And so as long as he's comfortable with it, I think the other candidates listed were Corey Undling, the uh, Mar- Marquand uh, Manuel, um, Chris Harris, who actually I played with Chris Harris. Uh, so time flies and I feel old. And then Where I'm were at, y'all at? Uh, Chicago. Okay. Yeah. I remember Chris Harris. He was cold. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good defensive back. Good yeah. player. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I didn't realize that he was that deep in the coaching. So he's doing really well. Uh, but Matt Burke ends up getting the gig. I just think it's about his experience. I think D'Amico Ryans, as as we discussed, I think he is, and I, he should be, um, I think he's concerned about the lack of experience for himself, but also he's going to probably bring in an offensive coordinator that doesn't have a lot of experience. They're going to have a young rookie quarterback potentially as the face of their franchise. There's a lot of inexperience. It'd be nice to have a coach who can, who's a seasoned vet who can help you with installation and a veteran presence, a co-pilot, if you will. Well, when I look at it, one of the things that stood out to me is that they have no connection through work history at mm-hmm. all. So, again, an outside voice, somebody that hadn't been a part of this organization that you hadn't, you never worked with, but you bringing him in because 
he obviously was with Robert Sala, good friend mm-hmm. of yours. Y'all worked together before, so you kind of trust what you have. I mean, you look at the New York Jets defense, they were a doggone good defense. The offense was the part that was suspect for them, and this is something that you can bring in to help um, – implement your your defensive schemes and that way it will be covered because y'all have a, y'all will have an understanding of each other's game plan. Yeah. Yeah, so I just think yeah, I mean he probably became he probably came highly, you know, uh recommended by yep. Robert Sala as <clears throat> you talked about there's some familiarity there cuz he was there was a game management coach, I believe, in yep. 2021 yep, that's what he was a game yeah. management coach, which by the way could help a, a rookie head coach like Nico Lyons. Thank you. <laughs> Just simple stuff like game management, clock management, stuff like that. So that could be part of his duties as well. Maybe they're bringing him there to be kind of an assistant head coach there too. Uh, but he's and he a, was JJ Watt's position coach too. Yeah, and I think JJ Watt might have had yep. some say in it too in terms of the the references on mm-hmm. uh, recommendations. He might have had some say there. We know D'Amico Ryan's loves JJ Watt. At his introductory press conference, he talked like five minutes just yep. about JJ Watt alone. How he wants more players like JJ Watt within the organization. Um, so I wouldn't doubt that. That's a good point about that influence. So he's been a defense. A coordinator uh, for two years with Miami. Um, he was a defensive coordinator there for a couple of years. Yep. So he does have some experience calling plays. He was, I think, they were 16th in total defense in his best year in 2017 when he took over, 14th in rushing defense, but they were 29th in total defense in 2018. So kind of a mixed bag there. But it's, you know, like I said, underwhelming, but. I'm not worried about the defense because he is the defense. Yeah. I'm worried about the offense. Yeah, no doubt. So the offensive coordinator, to me, that's the one that matters. And also I said, you know, quarterback coach and assistant head coach is going to be big. Maybe Matt Burke is going to be that too. Well, you know, there's some names and some little rumblings out there that he may be looking at a certain former Cardinals head coach as a possible OC. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, Aaron Wilson reporting Texans are in discussions with Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, come in, help that new young quarterback and and teach him the ways of the NFL. Maybe this quarter this quarterback will pay attention to what he's suggesting to him. Man, that that would be very surprising to me. That he it would take be. a job like that? No, that he would that D'Amico Rance would hire him. And the reason is, not, I know Cliff Kingsbury is a really good coach. He is. Former head coach, too. Uh, and a former head coach. It's a great point. Yep. So I'm not, yeah, I mean. So I, I, th- I think it would be a, a good hire, just surprising. I guess I don't think it's a bad hire. I think it would yep. be a good hire for him. It would just be surprising because I thought he wanted to uh, pair up his defense with that Shanahan scheme that uh, he's yeah, been seeing there for a long about. time. Yeah. That's why everybody thought Bobby Slowick would be the natural choice. But yeah, gotcha. I have no problem. This is very intriguing. I'm, I'm all, I, I think Cliff Kingsbury is a hell of an offensive mind. Hell, Andy Reid once famously said Cliff Kingsbury is a genius. Like he said it openly and yep. repeatedly said, no, the guy's a genius offensively. So I'll take it. As well, a head coach, what, yeah. that's different. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say. Now as, a, as, as you an go back as a play caller, yes. yeah, he's a genius. Now that you that. can go back and just be a play caller, just deal with only the offensive side of the ball, don't have to deal with all the overhead that goes into being that head coach, if that's what Cliff can focus on and be able to do that, I'm sure he's probably chilling. Like he really is like, all I got to do is call plays, man. 
Yeah. All I got to do, I don't have to worry about making sure that this kid is not playing Call of Duty. I don't have to worry about my wide receivers being out all night. Mm-hmm. I don't, all I got to do is make sure that when I show up, they execute the game plan that I've put upon them. Whew. Yep. That might be a relief for him. Oh, no question. I mean, yep. it's it, it it's so it's it it's such a different you know, situation, and it is such a different burden being a coordinator as opposed to a head coach. We all know this. And when you usually get a guy who couldn't succeed as a head coach, it shouldn't be an indictment on them overall, mm-hmm. on their football acumen or football IQ. Right. Because most of those guys end up becoming coordinators and being damn good. So many different examples, whether it be, I mean, hell, Steve Sarkeesian. When, you know, people actually criticize him as a head coach a lot. Right. But as a coordinator, he – you know, had one of the greatest offenses in the history of college football. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Same thing for help. I mean, look at Dan Quinn's defense now. Right. Dan Quinn's defense is one of the best defenses in the league, and he ended up getting fired. Uh, he's going to get rehired for another job. But my point is, you know, usually the burden that those guys uh, have to bear as head coach ends up being a little too much. But as an offensive coordinator, I mean, Hard is right. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury just having to call plays and just have to research his you know, specific job yep. and, you know, go rabbit holing about his guys and their game plan. Uh, I'm sure that it would be, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that it would be something that he can thrive in. That's a great role he could thrive in. I do wonder if he's going to run, the, I mean, he, I'm assuming he's run the air raid offense or a version of it. Yeah, no doubt. No and doubt. That's and I'm sitting card. here, and I'm sitting here looking to his history as a coach. He was at U of H as a quality control, offensive quality control coach. He was also at U of H uh, 2010 to 2011 as co-offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach before he went to Texas A&M. So Mm -hmm. he has some sort of connection to the city, at least. He kind of knows where things are. And if he can go in there and be a a, uh, good offensive coordinator for that team with a young group, that might be something to pay attention to. I think he could be a good yeah. offensive coordinator. As soon as I saw that, I sent that to y'all. I was like, Hee-hee-hee. "That's a splash hire. <laughs> That'd be a splash hire, right? Uh, that be yeah, because that that came out of nowhere. I, yep. mean, I didn't hear his name mentioned really for any uh, vacancies at all. Everybody right. thought that he was hanging out overseas, kicking it with his model girlfriend. Yes, who is, who is a model girlfriend. <laughs> she is very talented oh. at modeling. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, I thought that would be the case. But if he ends up pulling this off, it would show that your dynamic hire of D'Amico Ryan is already paying off. Right. That he has made Houston sort of um, you know, an it location. He has made them trendy yep. because D'Amico Ryan's. Remember, I said it. It means a lot that he chose the Texans. Right. It means a lot that he was sought after. He was coveted on the open market by multiple teams with vacancies. And he said, no, I'm, I'm choosing Texas. This is my dream job. Right. That the Denver Broncos made multiple runs at him. And he said, no, I know y'all can pay me a lot of money. I'm good. Like, right. I'm going, I, this is a dream job. I prayed for this job years ago. I got to right. take it. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I prayed for it and it came over and I got to take the job. Taking the job. That's, That's what it's job. about. He chose Houston, called it his home, called it H-Town. All right. So he's familiar with it. And I think that matters because, you know, he the enthusiasm that he brings right. now as being a part of the position. Hell, with Lovey Smith, nothing against Lovey, nothing against Cull- David Cully. Um, the Texans settled on those guys. Right. Well, they knew what their plan was. Well, and nobody nobody wanted the Texans right, job. Right. Everybody knew they were a fuster cluck of an organization. They weren't right. able to get a good hire. They no weren't able to get a top hire, one of the top, you know, up and coming rising stars of coaching like D'Amico Ryan. Yep. He'd have been like, oh, hell no, I'm not going there. Right. But he he did. 
And so I, that's why it's it matters because now I think you have other he's sharing that enthusiasm with other coaches. If he gets a guy like Cliff Kingsbury, yeah, no, no, man, I want to be a part of what you got going on here. Because um, he, he seems to be a great guy. You know what I'm saying, D'Amico Ryan's. That is, I'm talking about everybody likes they D'Amico, like and everybody spoke highly of him. Yeah. And if he gets this opportunity, obviously he wants to make it big. Why not go get a splash higher? There it is. Somebody that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's that's really interesting. Uh, okay, so also Nick Cray, you know the guy that holds the boombox when the San Francisco 49ers are coming out of the locker room. Usually, there's yep. a guy. If you may have seen it on social media, if not, not big deal. But he's their chief of staff. He is now uh, the chief of staff with the Houston Texans. He decided to join D'Amico Ryan's and yep. leave uh, the San Francisco 49ers and leave Shano. And he's joined the, the Texans as their chief of staff. He was with the he's with North Carolina State before that as an assistant director of football ops, uh, Ball State before that. Yep. Uh, but they call him Radio Cray or something <laughs> like that because he has the boombox all the time. So uh, yeah, he's one of, he's one of those guys that decided he was going to join D'Amico Ryan's, and D'Amico Ryan's is going to retain the strength and conditioning coach uh, Mike Eubanks who has been with the team since 2018, actually. So um, not the first, but actually he's been retained multiple times. Yeah. So uh, he's keeping a strength and conditioning coach. So he's got a strength and conditioning coach, got a chief of staff, got a D coordinator. I'm sure he'll start building the defensive staff now, but still need to hire an offensive coordinator. That's the big one. Maybe it's going to be Cliff Kingsbury. We'll mm. see. All right, we'll come back. We'll get into the flex on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Right here on 104.9, the horn is a 512 Friday. We play jams from very talented individuals who you got a chance to, you have a chance to catch live here in the ATX, the live music capital of the world. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Nagavali, and uh, she is doing her CD release Saturday at Stateside at the Paramount. Okay, Sarah, name again? Nagavali. Nagavali. Nagavali? Nagavali. Sanso. N-A-G-A-V-A-L-L-I. Nagavali. Okay. Yes. Agree. Say it slowly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very. It's beautiful music. It is. Yeah, she's extremely talented. Is that a little tambourine in the background right there? Fantastic. Yeah, she's got her own style. She's kind of Indian fusion soul. I can hear it. I hear that. It's a very cool style that she does. It's nice. Definitely using some instruments that are not very common, which I like too. All right, my man Patrick, always broadening our horizons here on 512 Friday. You can be a part of the show, 512-337-3776. Time for the flex. Go to flxatx.com, flxatx. On all of your social media platforms. Shout out to my man uh, Zach Lucero, the seed Nolan Hogan last night. Uh, they had their flex. Usually, uh, the flex is on Wednesdays, but we're moving things yep. around uh, for the, uh, the the coaches show. So we ended up putting it on th- 
Thursday. Uh, so you end up having it yesterday, but it'll usually be on Wednesday. But shout out to those guys. They did a great job. I was actually listening to most of uh, the Flex show. But go to FLXATX.com. There is your Friday Hoops Outlook. So all the games for the young men and young women uh, here in the Central Texas, the Flex area, uh, all those schedules are listed up there. You can go check them out at FLXATX.com. Com. Yeah, I might be hitting the Conley um, versus Hendrickson basketball game oh, over yeah. at uh, Pflugerville Conley. It's a big matchup. Uh, Conley's twenty four and eight. Hendrickson is twenty five and eight. That's a big game, and it, of course in Georgetown because we get a lot of Georgetown listeners. Mm. Eastview versus Georgetown at Georgetown. 26 and 9 Eastview versus 22 and 11 Georgetown. I like that. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and my man Harge getting out there to go see some hoops. Well, you got hoopers, in, hoops in your family. I got though. hoopers in the family. You got so many now. hoopers in the family. Yeah. Both of your sons are hoopers. Yeah. So, uh, you, you got I got to go out there and support them kids. Well, you like half scouting, half looking at stuff. Very much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, a lot, you got a, lot, a lot of irons <laughs> in the fire, as they would say. Uh, but yeah, that's why Harge knows every damn body. So go check uh, out FLXATX.com, FLXATX on all of your social social media platforms. And next week, baseball season starts for the high school level, so we'll be doing a preview for some of the high schools around here. Uh, Last year's champion, Georgetown Eagles, were the state champion, so we'll talk about them. We'll obviously talk about Liberty Hill, Westlake, There's like Travis, there's a lot of talent in this area in all sports as we're starting to see around here. All right, uh, that's why that's why the flex exists, baby. That's uh, right. Show them some love. FLXATX.com, FLXATX on all of your social media platforms. All right, let's uh, get into some uh, Texas discussion. Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12 early for the SEC. This story broke last night. What, right before the last segment of the show? Right we're in the middle of our last segment. The middle of the last segment <laughs> exactly. of the show, right around that time? Yep. All right, so we got to actually give it its uh, proper uh, proper due. So we'll come back and we'll discuss it, break it down from every angle. Uh, good news for Texas and Oklahoma and the Big 12. This is a win-win for everybody win-win. involved. We'll talk about that right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.